When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Group Text. I am super excited today. Um, Sabrina and I are welcoming an incredible guest. He's going to host the pre-show of the BET Awards next Sunday. He is a man about town. He is a fellow E-Network survivor. And his name is Terrence Jenkins. Hi, Terrence. Thank you, Melissa. How are you? Good. How are you? Survivor. That's a good word. Yeah, we're all E-Network survivors. Survivors. I like that. There's quite a club of us. There, there is. We need tattoos. We got to figure out like a little small little survival. So, yeah, something like a badge, like yeah, like badge. a merit badge. Exactly. It'll probably, it'll probably be the an E with a cross <laughs> through the middle of it. <laughs> but I got to tell you, one of the things I was going to say in your intro, but I'm just going to share it with you right now. You were the man who used to bring the entire E building to a screeching halt whenever you showed up for work because I think every woman in the building and probably some of the men including my mother had such massive crushes on you it was well excuse me you're the one who on air gave my mom a lap dance and ruined her for any other man it's on YouTube you gotta check it out Terrence Thing with your mom, man. Ah. Did you forget that you that you gave her a laugh dance on Fashion Police? I could never forget. Your mom was, just, you know, and you too. But man, that 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 I will always cherish that laugh dance. I will. <laughs> well, the nice thing is it lives on on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that was a great moment. So, much. so Terrence, you have so much going on. We're busy, man. You know, and and you know, quarantine. We try to come up with creative ways and there's so much going on in the world. So it's been very busy. Well, how are they creatively doing the BET awards? I mean, everybody comes from miles around for the BET awards. It's like almost like all-star weekend here in LA. Everybody's looking for that. They plan for that. How is that all going to go down this year with COVID? Uh, yeah, I know. So some very uh, creative um, virtual, uh, remote performances right so you, you you've seen a show and then you know maybe the jonas brothers are doing their piece you know live from a garage somewhere so kind of our whole show will be that it'll be a hodgepodge of some beautiful performances that'll be taking places in different places across the country all very covid and sanctioned but very creative and very cool almost like music videos live uh so i know meg the stallion is doing something coming from Vegas uh, with some horses and some very, so I mean, I think that the potential for the show to be, you know, even better, you know, 
I, I've heard some very cool stuff coming. And then I, uh, we just announced Beyonce will be part of our show. She's been very quiet throughout the quarantine. We haven't seen too much of her. Um, and so we get, we get graced with the Queen's presence uh, for the BT Awards. So I think that's going to be a really special piece as well. So are you going to be doing, is it sort of with the pre-show, almost virtual arrivals? Yeah, we uh, we are doing the pre-show from my ba- my basement. I have the old 106 and Park couch here at the house. Wow. Uh, wow. She was co-hosting with me from her house. And so, yeah, we, we have interviews, Zooms, skits. You know, we, we've kind of just figured out how to make it creative. That's well, that'll wonderful. be fun. That'll be different. Yeah, different, different. We'll see how good it is. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm sure Very it's going to be good. So, Terrence, tell us, you've been very vocal in the Black Lives Matter movement long before the groundswell motivated by the murder of George Floyd. What sparked the flame in you to get involved? You know, I've, I've always kind of been politically charged. I was student body president uh, back at North Carolina a um, my years at BET, you know, unfortunately, we, we saw this happen multiple times and, and, and I've always wanted to use my platform and my voice for that. Uh, throughout the years, just more and more, I, you know, Melissa, I remember talking uh, to your mom, uh, me and Joan had a, had a really long conversation. I think it was after the Donald Sterling uh, thing happened. Um, and, and we just kind of spoke about some of the similarities that, you know, black people and, and Jewish people have faced, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the Holocaust and slavery and just, you know, atrocities that have happened. And for me now in 2020, uh, to, to see this and to see the images and to see that these things are still happening now and, and that the progress that we, we kind of thought that we have made over the last 10, 20, 30 years, but that the same exact reason why we're upset about George Floyd today is the exact reason why, you know, uh, L.A. almost burned down because of Rodney King in 92, right? So, so even though things have progressed, we now have iPhones and we, have, we can, you know, do things different with technology, the same issues are still there. And so now I'm just kind of like, man, I'm, I'm throwing everything in the kitchen sink I have at it every single day. I just want to bring things to light, use my platform as I can, because I don't want our kids to have to go through these same fights. You know, I want this to end now. We want equality. We want justice. And we want this to end now so that our kids don't have to fight this. What has your experience been in being a black man in the entertainment business? You know, it's, it's, it's always, it's, it's been tough, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a source of pride, but it's also a source of, of like, you know, why was I the first black man anchor at E! News, right? Right. Like, the network's been around long enough that I shouldn't be the first one. So yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. But also, you know, it's, it's, it's discouraging when it's, it feels like, we all have to compete for these small opportunities when there are so many different opportunities, right? And to be in the entertainment industry, and you know it, you're, you're always fighting for stories. You're always fighting for coverage. You're I always want- fighting for every minute. You're fight. I mean, it's it's truly an endless fight every day, pretty much for everyone. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, you know, you want to bring the right things to life. And so when I was, you know, back at E or, or whatever network I've been at, it's always you're fighting for diverse stories, dividing for, for diverse coverage, dividing, uh, fighting to bring things to life. And, and so it's always that struggle. And then, you know, I know that I've been discriminated against. I, I try not to talk about that as much, but, you know, I, the fight for me is the biggest picture. I can't complain now here in my position my fight is for the people that, you know, are in Kentucky fighting for Breonna Taylor right now. The, the people of Minneapolis that, that want justice for George Floyd. And, you know, I, I saw a story. I don't know if you just saw the, the young man named Elijah up in Aurora. You know, when you see that young man who was playing the violin for kittens and you could tell he was different and quirky and special, you know, I just want to dedicate, you know, to, to fight for him so that his life isn't in vain. Right. I mean, it's a, it, there's a lot going on and you've had your fingers in almost every part of the entertainment business. What do you think it's going to change? I mean, you've done a lot of movies How, and you've worked with some amazing, powerful African-American producers and directors. And let's not forget, Terrence is an excellent interviewer. Well, I mean, that, yeah, but I was going to say is how, at, well, yeah, you're an excellent interviewer. We know that. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, wh- what have you heard from that community that really is, do you think enlightening? Do you think scripts are going to change? Do you think point of views are going to change? Do you think the way the community approaches that it's not all going to be comedy? You know, I think I, I, you've worked with people like Tyler Perry, yeah. who has a huge voice and is prolific in in output no it's 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 there's not enough being done yet uh more needs to to be done from the bottom up um and we're gonna need help you know we're gonna need your help right i was so happy when Blythe hit me and was like you wanted to do this i was like oh i love melissa it's great to catch up because we're gonna need not just us fighting this fight we're gonna need our allies and people that have been on our side for years to help us fight this fight as well you know, we need diverse storytelling. We need the images for people. You know, if, if you're 10 years old and you're growing up and the only images that you see is us uh, of gangsters or drug dealers, then that, that is going to plant a seed in your head that's going to carry on, right? So we need to have those stories be told of us being lawyers and doctors because we are, right? We are. They're black dentists, right? I, I've never seen a well, show. I don't think anybody really wants to be a dentist. I'm just saying. <laughs> But, you know, it's important for younger, uh, the younger generation to see black people, people of colors, minorities in these really positive role models. I mean, these positive roles. Let me start over. It's important for young kids to see themselves as doctors, presidents, lawyers. It's very important because you don't want them emulating what they do see as gangsters and everything that is you know, opposite of, you know, trying to promote um, a productive citizen. Well, I think we want to see the bigger picture and not the focus on, and this is for any community, the small part that is far to one side and not the reality of the whole community. Absolutely. It Yes, yes. It's just a a fraction. It does not represent the entire community. Yeah. And so we want to see the diverse storytelling. 
And we also, we, you know, we want opportunities, you know, we want to, you know, when I, I did a production that I, I, I executive produced uh, about two years ago, right? And out of the one, I, I partnered with a, a company that, that co-produced it with me. So I come in, I have a four-person team. I'm a small business, right? I'm a small mom and pop shop with four, four, four employees. They, there's a 110-person crew. Out of that 110-person crew, eight of them were African-American, right? Mm -hmm. But the show, all of the talent, all of the, 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 the stars on the show, it was a black show, right? And so we want to be, to create opportunities so that it's not just the person that's in front of the camera, not just, you know, me bringing Jamie Foxx or Michael B. Jordan to, to, to sit on the show and be the, the star. We want to make sure that there are opportunities for cameramen in the tech field, you know, in craft services. And, like we want it By the way, the there's going to be, because of COVID, there's going to be no more craft services. And that breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea how minute, much that upsets me. Back. Gotta bring, you got a brown bag it like Sanford, like Sanford and son, bring it in. Yeah. We, we want to, we want to, we want those opportunities. Uh, I love a show. There's a show called Big Mouth um, on Netflix and there's an African-American character and it just came out that it, it's been, you know, it's been voiced by a white actor. Right. And, and so it's like that. We, we at least. By the way, and it came out today and Nick Kroll yeah. uh, put out a statement saying they are changing the voiceover actor. Yep. That and came so out today. I think I think those things are 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 steps in the right direction, and we just you know we just want equality. That's what I just keep telling people. It's like, look, when when you say Black Lives Matter, we're not saying that other lives don't matter, and we're not saying that we're supremacists that that want to rule the world. All we want is, hey, if there's a a, a ten person cartoon and there are you know uh, nine white characters and there's only the one black character, that it would be great for that black character role to go to a black person so that they can feed their family as well. You know, we want our, our fair shake. You know, it, it comes down to saying that how I was raised and what my parents always said, and it, it was always like my mother and my father always said, funny is funny. It doesn't matter color, age, ethnicity, anything. Funny is funny. And it, it, it's, it's very much sort of the guiding principle of how, as you know from talking to my mom, how we operate. Yeah. You know, I think the only thing that my family's ever been, and Sabrina can back me up on this, ever truly against is stupidity and willful ignorance. Yeah, no, you, you and your mom and Sabrina, you know, you guys took me in when I was just moving from New York to LA and I was scrappy and young and I didn't know. And you, I mean, I would say out of all of the, the cliques that were there, you guys were like one of the first, you know, groups in the building that, that really, you know, took me under the, your umbrella and made me feel uh, welcome, you know, and, and Gene was great and Jason was great. So there were, there, I mean, there were plenty of great people there. But, you know, having you guys take me to the house and, and, and be there for me, you know, that, that means a lot. And I think, like I said, you know, it's it, the fight. No, no wars are won by one strategy. You don't win a war by just having an army. You got to have the Air Force. You got to have the Navy. Right. It's, it's multi-tiered approaches. Right. And so, you know, I'm out here. I'll, I'll be at the marches. I'll be on the front line. I'll be at the protests. I know that you guys are, are doing your part, creating balance, creating equalities, job opportunities. I just think it's going to take the collective consciousness of, of all of us, uh, all good, like-minded people 
to fight against the systemic racism that's been taking place in our country. Now is, is just that time. What's popping for you next? Where, where are we gonna see besides Sunday? Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, BT Awards Sunday. I'm, ho- I'm, I'm shooting a horror film uh, that we're gonna be announcing um, in July. So by, by late July, we'll be shooting a horror film like up in the Lake Tahoe area. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, and then just, you know, everything's kind of taking a turn to the left for COVID. So all of the movies that were lined up, all of the big scripted projects are kind of taking the back burner. And now, you know, we're all focused on podcasts and digital content um, and moving the company forward like that. What, if you had to pick one lane to stay in for the rest of your career, I get asked this question all the time. What would it be? Probably producing. I really love uh, producing and content. I love the, the process. So, yeah, probably, probably producing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I but you're it. such a good interviewer. I'm surprised that you don't do more of that. Maybe. You know, it's, it's, it's it, the, the, the landscape has changed, you know? Every time you talk to people live, you're at such a risk these days, you know? And so it just... It, Tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just not as advantageous to do it, right? So it's like, you do an interview, if I were to do an interview show, it's like, you know, if I, if you miss a question, people get mad at you for missing the question. If you ask the question, people get mad at you for asking the question. If it, you know, it's just, people are just so sensitive nowadays that I find my, my greatest joy in, uh, in, in producing and behind the scenes thing. Okay, what do you want to ask me? Let's see how that those old interview skills are going. Get what do you Terrence. want to ask Get me? I, I won't even do that to you. Oh, come on, Terrence. Uh, uh, Terrence, no, you ask got me. to. Ask come me, you on. got to. Turnabout's fair play. What, what commitments are you making to equality and, and uh, Black Lives Matter? What, like, I can answer that. You, what, what, what other things are you and your company and your family, like, what are you guys doing uh, to, to push the envelope on equality? Uh, here's what we're doing. Number one, I launched the Can We Talk Fund, which is about promoting uh, conversations about difficult topics. And our first donation was to the Colin Kaepernick Know Your Rights Fund. I like that. Thank you. Because we felt that without saying a word, he started a national conversation and an important one. So I'm doing that. I feel like as a parent, I make sure that, or I've tried to make sure throughout my son's life that it's very much how I was raised, where people are judged completely on their character and their, um, who they are and their values, and professionally that they are the best person for the job regardless of anything else about them. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to always, you know, like I said about my mom, she always used to say, funny is funny. And she used to say that a lot about ageism because she's like, why am I, why are people saying I'm too old? I'm still funny. And I think using my voice, especially through the Can We Talk Fund is really how I can help move the conversation forward. And, you know, opening up the doors on, on this podcast, we're doing a series, not only called, can we talk? It's called the, can we talk? Can we listen Mm. series Mm. where we are actively 
having conversations with everybody from professors to lawyers to activists to someone like you, where we really put an emphasis on learning and about having a conversation that is not screaming and trying personally and with my son to really understand and really listen. Um, One of the things we had a professor on from Penn that really struck me was about as a, as a white person, I don't know that being white is just like breathing. I don't think about it Yeah, and how others experiences are vastly different than that. And that as someone who is white, it is my job to sit and be uncomfortable with it as much as it is that has to, as, as that has to lead me to helping promote real and effective change. And it's our responsibility to help fix that. One of the things that I've drummed into my son's head recently um, was something that Van Jones, I heard, he heard him say at first, which is no longer to say I, I'm not racist, that you have to be actively anti-racist. Did you see, what's the last black movie you've seen? Oh, um, God, I've been watching so many movies. Last, I just saw a rerun, believe it or not, on cable of Think Like a Man. Re- okay. First of all, thank you. Look You're at welcome. her. Look at her. Look at her. She pulled that out. <laughs> I, I, I meant in a different direction. Have you seen Harriet? Have you seen Older, Malcolm X, Ali? Oh, I've, uh, I've seen Malcolm X. I've oh, seen oh. Ali. I've seen, you know, Black Klansman. I've seen, I haven't watched the new Spike Lee movie yet. Um, I have to tell you, Boys in the Hood was one of my favorite. I was absolutely crushed when John Singleton passed away. I think he was brilliant and underused. Um, To be honest, last night I watched a documentary called Hail Satan, which was kind of fun. Um, It was all about Satanists that they, they, they take the approach of, it's not about worshiping Satan. It's about being anti-establishment and questioning um, authority. And really, it was really about they go after all these local governments to take down religious statues because they're like, if they're really promoting freedom of religion and separating church and state, you can't have a statue of the Ten Commandments unless you allow them to put up a statue of what they want. So that was actually that's it's a good watch. It's interesting because I feel like it's very relevant right now. Okay. I'm not dating anyone. Um, my relationships fail because I am completely convinced that I can fix people. Little known skill that if I, I can, I, I can fix people. Did you know that? I don't think people can fix people. People Exactly. To- that is why all my relationships crash and burn. You got to stop trying to fix people. But well, that's my thing. <laughs> I, you know what I, I need her to do, Terrence? I need her to man down. Some, women, you- don't know, some women don't know how to I man down. You. I they, understand that. They don't. You need to man down. So okay, funny. we're gonna wrap it up. Sorry. We do. Terrence, I love you beyond we words. We do, we do, we oh, love you so much. We and miss for you. For anyone who can't see, you're so oh. cute and so handsome and always have been. And oh. my mother and I have loved you since the first day. Our little young Terrence J walked the halls of E. Because you know why? It's inside and out. You are, you are the same person. You have not, oh, you're just, you're adorable. We love you. We love you so much. And you are absolutely a doll and the best. And I can't say enough about you. And anyone who doesn't watch everything you've ever done is foolish. I'm looking, I'm going to be looking for that horror movie. 
I'll right, be guys. looking for it. Coming soon. Coming okay. very soon. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Terrence. Thanks, guys.